TBI Nation. Welcome back. I'm back on the podcast. It's a new season of basketball. I'm so excited. Season two, episode one. And to start off the new year, I'm here with one of my good friends, somebody who's been helping me a lot with TBI, especially with my captions, because, you know, sometimes I can't get my captions straight. So I want to say hello and thank you to my guy, Eddie Sanchez. Eddie, just introduce yourself. Tell us um, a little fact about yourself, where you're from, what's your favorite team, your favorite player, and let's get this podcast rolling. All right, Danny, thanks. I appreciate the nice introduction. I don't know if I deserve those kind words. Um, <laughs> like I said, my name is Eddie Sanchez. Uh, I'm from San Diego, California. been a Laker fan my whole life. Uh, LeBron James, that's my favorite player. It's hard, uh, hard not to respect his greatness. But yeah, man, let's, uh, let's dive right into this. Yeah, man. So um, it's been a great first two weeks of basketball. Uh, a lot, a lot has been going on. Um, I just want to start off by talking about the player of the weeks, um, players of the week that they announced today, with Giannis coming out from the East and Anthony Davis from the West. Just uh, tell me what you think about about that. Yeah, I think those are pretty, pretty much well deserved, uh, especially with what AD has been doing with the Lakers and uh, Giannis uh, continuing off his uh, MVP season. Both teams are looking really hot right now, and uh, they're definitely uh, contributing the most on those teams. Yeah, I'm definitely, um, I definitely do support Giannis and AD. Honestly, I would have given it to Luca. I know that the Lakers had a phenomenal week last week, but Luca was just like playing out of this world the past week. I know they lost to the Lakers, and Davis and the Lakers beat him, but I don't know my pick would have definitely been Luca out of the out of the Western Conference, but I'm still satisfied. Um, still an early season. Um, but yeah, yeah, Giannis and the Bucks, they're playing well. They did beat mm-hmm. the Raptors on Saturday night. I was very disappointed. But um, I guess that was payback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. And honestly, that's a good point about uh, Luka, especially because uh, AD does have LeBron on his team too, which did contribute a lot to those wins. Right. Um, Luca does have KP, but KP's still trying to, you know, come back from that ACL injury. Yeah, come back from the ACL and kind of find his footing with the new team, especially offensively. Of course, it's going to take a few uh, few more weeks, um, but he's still putting up big numbers for that team. Um, and, yeah, man, Dallas is, is exciting to watch. I watched that whole Lakers and Dallas, Dallas game. That was very fun to watch. I know you did too. So yeah, man, that was that was awesome, and it's cool to see uh, the Lakers pull out the win at the end. Because uh, as we discussed privately, like a win like that just wouldn't have happened last year. That that game would have finished with a, a close loss, for sure. And especially if Danny Green didn't hit that corner three from yeah, the your from boy. LeBron. Oh man, yeah, man, I was getting. Uh, uh, nostalgia from that shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Remembering I, I his bet. Time with the Raptors. <laughs> yeah, this guy always loving them Raptors. Oh, always loving them Raptors. What can I say? Um, so yeah, let's um, let's continue our talk with the Lakers, and I also want to talk about the only unbeaten team in the NBA right now, which is the Philadelphia 76ers. So, what's up with with your Lakers? What what do you have to say about them? What are you yeah, man, with? I'm I'm actually really impressed with them. I mean, of course, I'm a huge fan, but uh, 
I didn't, I honestly didn't think they would start off this hot. Um, I thought it would take like a good week or two for them to get situated together, figure out their rotations. Um, speaking of rotations, I think Frank Vogel staying pretty uh, consistent with who he subbing in and out has uh, worked, worked really well for this team. I think a big part of uh, their struggles last year, apart from the injuries, of course, was just Luke not finding like a consistent set of rotations that uh, could let everyone find success when they know they're going to come in and out of the game. Yep, speaking of Luke Walton, he definitely is having the same sort of issues with his team in Sacramento, but uh, that's for a different uh, discussion. But yeah, I definitely agree with you with the Lakers. They're off to a hot start. And like you said earlier, that all those close games, like that definitely would have not uh, come to the Lakers' favors last last season. That's for sure. Yeah, so, man. And what's really cool about these this Laker team, uh, they're actually only 15th in points per game. That's right in the middle. So yeah. they're, they're winning a lot of these games based on their defense. So that's pretty surprising from what everyone was uh, talking about this team going into the season. Right, and I I really like the Lakers bench. I love uh, Cook, um, Dwight Howard. Oh my god! Yeah, Dwight Howard's been killing it. Avery Bradley. Actually, Avery Bradley's been starting. Yeah, but, but uh, honestly, also- every, honestly, KCP's he's turned it around the past couple of games. I, yeah, I like. He's been okay. Uh, he's been all right. I definitely That's think definitely if, if the Lakers if the Lakers can try and uh, you know move that contract of his, I think that would benefit them a little bit more. Yeah, 100%. But that's just my uh, opinion on that. But also, I'm happy to see Kuzma back after that injury. Um, He's definitely going to be a pivotal uh, part of that team, especially come playoff time, which is very far from now. But we always have to mention that word somehow. (laughs) Exactly. And then once he's at uh, 100%, 100%, it'll be nice to see uh, that lineup with him, AD, LeBron at full strength. Agreed, agreed. I'm very excited for this Lakers team. Uh, They have a bright future ahead of them. Um, So let's shift to the Eastern Conference with the Philadelphia 76ers, who are actually going to take on the Phoenix Suns tonight. And the 76ers are the only undefeated team in the league at 5-0. I'm, I myself, I'm shocked. Uh, I don't know how, like, what do you think about, about this start, this hot start? Um, I actually am not as shocked. I, I thought they were going to start off really hot, especially uh, with the new additions they brought on with the team. Uh, they're not the type of people who are going to come in and uh, ask for the ball too much, take too many shots. They're going to go in and do what they do best, and I felt like they fit in well with the team. Um, and I, I just like what I've seen overall. Yeah, I um, listen, my, as you and I spoke, um, throughout the summer when all the changes happen and the free agency stuff, um, I explained to you that my concern is the 76ers bench, that they don't really have people coming off the bench who can, you know, support the starters when they need their rest. Um, because they have Simmons, Josh Richardson, Al Horford, Embiid, and Tobias Harris as their starting five. And, you know, but now the bench made a name for themselves, especially the rookie, um, Thibault, who's like leading the league in, in steals per game. Um, he's, he's definitely been very beneficial for that bench. So 
Uh, props to the 76ers. I'm completely surprised. Um, was not expecting this hot start. I thought Milwaukee would have been 5-0, and but... Yeah, but, fair enough. That's a good point. Yeah, honestly, um, I'm happy for Philly. They definitely deserve it after all their years of struggles and trusting the process. Um, yeah, definitely trusted that process to the fullest. Yeah, it's nice to see them even win the other night without Embiid due to his two-game suspension. And, uh, and I'm pretty sure he's out tonight as well against the hot Phoenix Suns. So we'll <laughs> see how, how that game will go. Um, we're talking about all these surprises, especially with me and the 76ers, but who, who has been the most surprising team for you and the most disappointing team um, this season? To start off, for me, I think the most surprising team's been Minnesota. I did not see uh, this hot start coming anywhere, man. Like Andrew Wiggins, he's showing he's having a pulse, averaging twenty points per game, and Cash, he's showing himself to be a, a superstar in this league. I, I never doubted his skills um, and certainly his potential from the years past, but uh, man, he just seems to put it all together. Yeah, Cat. Cat has definitely been having um, one heck of a start to the year. Um, I'm I'm surprised. I, I'm not that surprised, but like for him to be on like an MVP candidate type of start to the season, um, yeah, I, I was definitely surprised and happy for them. I just want to see Wiggins excel. Um, he's from Canada. He's <laughs> from my hometown of Toronto. So he, you know, after Jimmy came. Wiggins like literally fell off. So if this can be his turning point and he can go on from here to average more points, more assists, rebounds, just to help the team make it to the playoffs, I would be very happy. But like I always said with Wiggins, I think he deserves a fresh new start in a fresh new city. So that's for another discussion. True. Um, Honestly, considering how the team's been playing, if they can keep it up, uh, let's, call, let's consider this a fresh new start for them. True, you're right. That's a great, a great point. Um, my surprising team, my surprising team is the Miami Heat. Where Definitely. did that come from? <laughs> oh I have God. no idea. On so many levels, man, that Nun kid. Wow. I don't, I don't know what's up Kendrick with that. Kendrick Nun, an undrafted rookie. Then we have Tyler Harrow, who like nobody really looked at like coming out of college, except for clearly the Miami Heat. Now, Riley and his, like, squad of scouts, they did a terrific job of bringing these two rookies um, into Miami. It's just been an unbelievable start, especially the game against Milwaukee, where they won in overtime in Milwaukee. And then yesterday, leading the Rockets at home by, like, 40 points. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Phenomenal. Uh, An amazing start. I'm very excited for that franchise. Also, another point is, they didn't have Jimmy for the first like three games of the season, so for them exactly. to start off, yeah, that's... that's like a big, a big missing part of the team for them to go three and zero uh, like that. So we'll definitely see how their uh, like season continues. And wow, if they can continue this, they'll be a top five team in the East. Yeah, and the one thing that's funny about this team is before the season started, a lot of the talk. Uh centered around, oh, there's going to be a potential trade package for Chris Paul. And seeing how this team has been performing, I don't know if I would want to switch anything like that up. 
to be honest. Yeah, I I don't think because the the report was that they're gonna see um, how Miami slash how OKC are gonna do to start off the season, and Miami said that like if they don't start off well, then they're gonna start making moves. But they started off one of the best teams in the East, so I don't see any moves coming to Miami anytime soon. So that's uh, that's always great to keep that chemistry, to keep that their players because they yeah, they really have a because young, they have a lot of young guys. It's, it's exactly kind of from the start. they also have Bam, they have Winslow, um, Duncan Robinson, who, who he, an amazing three point shooter. <laughs> he had yeah. like seven threes last night against the Rockets. So they really have a great, young, talented group. Um, who, who's your most disappointing team? Okay, so my, I'm going to preface this by saying I understand Kevin Durant is not part of this organization yet. He's hurt. Uh, but the Brooklyn Nets have been so disappointing to me. Ooh. Because, I mean, to, to start off two and four is one thing. But for one of those two wins to be against the Knicks, where they had every opportunity to close out that game but just couldn't make a shot to save their lives at the end of it, and that's the reason you have two wins on the seat, that's absolutely ridiculous. It's, I don't know. Like I think Kyrie Irving, great player, and I'm sure he'll fit in more um, as the season goes along and everyone gets used to playing with each other, so on and so forth. But I just kind of wish I would have gotten to see another season with D'Lo still on that team because I me, felt like they built some good chemistry. Me too. I before that trade happened with KD, like when they did the sign-in trade, and yes. everybody was saying that Kyrie and KD are coming to Brooklyn. Man, I was excited to see D'Lo uh, still a part of that team, and I and I think they could have done that having D'Lo and Kyrie. But I know it's like the whole money situation, which I. Pretty sure they could have figured that part out. Um, yeah, there's, there's always a way to. Right. There is always a way. I really don't think they should have let D'Lo go. Um, they should have kept him and have Kyrie running the point, D'Lo as a shooting guard, Levert as a small forward, and then bringing Dinwiddie in, you know, to replace one of the two. Definitely. I I know Joe Harris would have lost his starting spot, probably most likely, but him coming off the bench and providing his three point shooting, I think that's much better for that team. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I agree with you. I really wish I would have loved to see D'Lo um, with the Nets. Sadly, he's off to a very bad, not him by like personally, but the team in Golden State, that's a different discussion for another day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you brought up something about Kyrie that I just want to mention. What, what do you think about all these rumors and reports um, about his, like mood swings well it's like how many times do we have to hear this you know what i mean uh it's been three teams now that he's been somewhat of a problem and granted yes he is very talented but uh if this continues especially on a team like the nets that has a lot of good young players um i don't know if that's someone i want to keep around i i get that but also they just need to leave the man alone. Like everybody has their own, has their own true. issues. You know what I mean? Like this as long as he's bringing his a hundred percent on the court during the game, during practice, that's what all should matter. Besides all that other stuff, like there should not be reports of that. That just causes more chemistry issues and clashes between teammates. 
That's- and, again, and let's be honest, the way the media is, let's say he's walking down the street, steps in a puddle, they're going to report that he kicked water on some guy walking next to him. <laughs> like, that's just the way it goes sometimes. So I, I kind of agree with you. That's really true. Um, that the, the media loves to turn turn things around. Um, my disappointing team has got to be the Sacramento Kings. Um, yes, they won last night. Thank God. And I'm pretty sure they won. They beat the Jazz, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the other night. Yes. But, yeah, they beat the Jazz and the Knicks back-to-back. So I get that. Congratulations. Your first two wins on the season. But um, but after the year they had last year with Coach Yeager, and then to come in this year with basically the same squad. I know there's some injuries with Marvin Badgley, but really what sort of impact did that kid have last year and to the start of this season? So put him aside. Um, then they bring in Walton, who clearly had a lot of issues with the Lakers, and he's just bringing in the same issues that he had with them to the Kings, who had an amazing year last year, and now they're just bringing that whole team down. So that's definitely yeah. my disappointing start to the season um, with the Kings. Yeah, because the way I viewed Walton, especially with the Lakers, I felt like he was a good coach, just was the wrong team for him to be a part of. But uh, I'm kind of reconsidering that opinion now. Um, yeah, especially with the team he's got around him. He got good. He's got. It's not like he doesn't have players there. Like there's some. There's some talent. Right. Uh, I hundred percent agree. De'Aaron Fox is one of the top point guards in our league. Um, Marvin Badgley, when healthy, can make some sort of impact when he really wants to. Um, and then Buddy Heald is an amazing shooter. One of the top also in our league. So they definitely have a lot of good players there. Um, I also want to give a shout out to one of my favorite Kings player, Wenyan Gabriel, <laughs> um, who they turned their, his contract uh, from a two-way into a regular contract. So I'm happy for him. Um, another uh, topic. Who are your top five teams in the league right now? From- top five teams? Yeah. Well, for sure, as we discussed, Lakers and Philly at the top. Um, I think they're, at least right now up to this point, pretty clearly the number one, one A, one B. Um, let's see, who else? Even though the Clippers have lost a couple games, I'm, I'm not ready to lower them out of the power rankings, to be honest. Me neither. Uh, I think that's a, they've just got a lot of talent. And uh, they don't even have Paul George yet, so let's be honest. They're going to still be there. Right. Uh, Miami Heat, as you mentioned, being a surprising team, I think uh, they're also in the top five now. They've they've shown that it's not just one game. It's not just two games. That they've been pretty consistent to the start of the season. I think they're in my top five. Five and one. (laughs) Toss-up between uh, Minnesota and Dallas for for my fifth spot. I'll probably stick with Minnesota. Interesting. I was between uh, Minnesota and Boston. Okay. Uh, I got to give a shout out to the Celtics, honestly, as much as they're my rival team, but they, they've been doing a great job to start the season. Um, so, yeah, I have the same top four, which were the 76ers, the Lakers, um, the Clippers, the Heat, and then the Celtics as my five. So, yeah, it's, um, it's a great start to the year. Um, 
you know, we have a long way until April, until the playoffs, until the finals. But what's your hot take for the 2019-2020 season? Man, my hot take, I don't. I think that uh, if Minnesota can finish with a top three record in the West, that uh, Cat will get the, the MVP for this season. Just wow. considering uh, teams like the Lakers, they have clearly two guys that are better than everyone else. The Clippers, two guys that are better than everyone else. Um, Philly, I mean, yeah, you can probably say Joel Embiid's the man. I mean, yes, he is, but uh, they also have just – their second through fifth best players are also on a higher level than, say, Minnesota's two through five. Um, if they're able to keep this winning up, then I think Cal will finish with MVP. I really I like that hot take, and I, I can definitely agree with you. To talk about the MVP, what you and I spoke the other day is I told you that if the Lakers finish in first in the West and like first as an overall team, either LeBron or AD um, will win MVP considering if, you know, they'll be healthy or not. Um, Just but the way I, the media works with the team like the Lakers being in exactly, first. Yeah, exactly. I can't, can't disagree with that. Um, but I definitely like your Timberwolves pick. My my hot take, you're going to like this one. You're going to love it. All right, let's see. Let's hear it. <laughs> the Toronto Raptors are going back to back. Oh, my NBA God. This guy. Champions. Back to back. We don't need no Kawhi, no Danny Green. We got Spicy P, Pascal Siakam, and that's all we need. We have him. I'll admit, I'll admit, Pascal Siakam's been very good. A lot better than I thought he would be. That's being it? Very main, good? Main he's been sensational. Yeah, he's I been great. Win. I get it. I get it. But Fantastic. come on. Uh, championship, back-to-back, no way, bro. Why not? I don't know, man. There's just a lot of talent out there. I just can't see them going through an entire playoff run. And then we come back to back. Let's be honest. If Ka- if Kawhi didn't make that shot the, against oh, the seventy six, oh my god. Okay, now next thing you're gonna say is if KD was playing uh, in the finals. No, uh, no, no. I won't even go that far. I won't even go that far. I won't even Clay go that far. <laughs> if Clay Thompson didn't sprain his ankle. Oh man, come on now. All right, I'm I'm done with this talk. The Raptors, <laughs> Raptors will show you who they really are. They don't need no Kawhi. They have a superstar. They ha- are going to have an all-star in Pascal Siakam. And they already have I respect it, though. You're a diehard fan, so I respect and, the look. You know, you, your Lakers and my Raptors are going to be in this year's NBA Finals. Calling you right now. Remember this day. What day is it today? November the 4th? Mark yes. it down. Tell All me right. that. Marking it down. I'll set a calendar reminder. All right. Perfect. All right, guys. That's going to wrap up. Season 2, Episode 1 of the Basketball Insider Podcast. Thank you, Eddie, for joining the show. I'm very excited uh, for more episodes with you. It's going to be a great season ahead of us. Definitely, man. I appreciate appreciate the time. Of course. And we'll see you all next week on Episode 2. Perfect. Have a great night, guys. Peace. Bye.